From the Hensler Financial Studio, this is Cobb Football Friday. Get the inside scoop on all the games. It is Cobb Football Friday. I'm Brian Giffen. He's John Bednarowski, and it's great to have you with us. We're doing this a little bit differently today. I'm in a hotel room in Raleigh. And John is, of course, in French, right there near the NPJ headquarters, as he always is. And uh, John, and then there was one. Of course, we'll get into that a little bit more, but Walton is the last team standing. Who could have seen that coming? Well, you know, it's becoming a uh, a consistent theme with uh, Cobb County football. Uh, I believe this is the third straight year that they're going to be the, uh, the last one still playing. And, you know, when you get an opportunity to play at Thanksgiving, it means that you've had a heck of a year. 12 and 0 sounds pretty good, but they're going to have a pretty big challenge coming up this week. Yeah, no question. And it's, it's one they're very familiar with, too. As it's happened, as these things have shaken out, they've seen this Carrollton team before, and that adds an element of intrigue, certainly to this one. And the fact that they have to go on the road, too, even though they've had such a tremendous year. Huge challenge, but if anybody can overcome it, this is a team that's kind of done it all year. Yeah, looking forward to it. This game is going to be played under a little bit different circumstances. We'll talk about that a little bit later. So I'm I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how this one plays out. Well, let's talk a little about Walton. They advanced past North Gwinnett. Your notes here kind of sum it up. Walton jumps out to a big lead, but North Gwinnett didn't go away, battled their way back. And definitely an entertaining game. How well does this one prepare them for the aforementioned big challenge that lies ahead? Well, North Gwinnett was coming in on a pretty good roll. And Walton jumped out, I believe it was 21-3. to And then the, uh, the Bulldogs uh, kind of clawed their way back. All of a sudden, it was 21-19. I believe that was the score at the half. And then Walton did what Walton does. You know, they they came into the game averaging right at 50 points a game. Didn't quite get there. They only won 48 to 19. But the thing that I like that I think will help them this next week, Makari Botterford and Austin Williams each ran for more than 100 yards in this game. I think they had 295 yards rushing against North Gwinnett. They had true balance. It wasn't just Jeremy Haklinski and Cameron Lloyd, although there was a name that popped up that I was very happy to see back in the lineup for Walton, and that's uh, Wyatt Sonderman, and uh, he'll have an opportunity to be a big help next week. Definitely see how that one turns out. Heck, we uh, that's the only one to watch. The only Cobb one left. All right, let's move ahead. <laughs> McEachern had been on quite a roll, and they hosted Camden County. And right like your notes say here, right when you thought McEachern was really rolling and peaking, all you got to do is turn the ball over a couple of times, and there's your season. And that's kind of what happened here. Yeah, you know, the turnover bug got them. I think they had two interceptions and a fumble. You know, it was 26 to nothing. That was the final. But on two different occasions, Camden County stuffed them on a goal line stand to keep them out of the end zone. Could have really flipped the game on its head if they get those in there. I give Cream Reed a lot of credit. They started 0-4. They reworked some things. They got a couple of kids back because they were decimated by injuries earlier in the year. They ran off seven straight, won the region, won an opening playoff game, 
And, you know, McEachern's not used to being down for very long. This was the announcement that, hey, I think the Indians are back and we're going to be having to be taken seriously from here on out again. That was good to see. You just hate to see, you know, if you're going to get beat like this, and you hate to do it in front of the home fans, but it was just it was just Camden County's night. Yeah, no question. Well, let's move ahead. Rabin County takes down Whitfield Academy. Two teams that are very familiar with one another and a game that Rabin County kind of pulled away in. What are your thoughts when you look back at this one? Well, you know, this was the third matchup in the last two years between these two teams. They had played earlier in the year. The game was at Whitfield 38-7. to that was very early in the season, and it really looked like Whitfield had started to put things together. Obviously, they won their first region title since 2008. Robert Walsh had them playing good football, but you know what? Raven County is one really good program. It was 14 to seven, and then the next thing you know, it was 42 to seven. And Whitfield yeah, scored a touchdown late, but. It was just a little, uh, just not enough to uh, pull out the victory. But nothing to be ashamed of for the Wolfpack. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this program grows under uh, Coach Walsh. All right, and then the other one that took place here in the county, North Cobb Christian goes down as they lose to Columbia. That's another one that was kind of one of those heartbreakers, and they had their opportunities. They're right there on the doorstep at the end, just couldn't get it done. Yeah, they were up 13-12 in the fourth quarter. Columbia went on a 15-play, 94-yard drive to take the lead. North Cobb Christian got the ball back, drove it all the way to the Columbia 13, but eventually turned the ball over on downs with less than a minute to play. Turns into an 18-13 loss. The Eagles, I, I think this is the third, second or third year under Coach uh, Matt Jones. They won their first region championship in program history. You know, they played all year with a couple of freshman quarterbacks. I, I think they're going to be a tough out over the next few years. Teddy Gerard, who was the uh, the main starter, he didn't look like a freshman most of the year. And uh, he's going to lead them to some good things going forward. All right, this is Cobb Football Friday. I'm Brian Giffen, and he is John Bednarowski, the sports editor of the MDJ. Cobb Football Friday is a presentation of Superior Plumbing, Pinnacle Orthopedics, Otter's Chicken, and Powers Electrical Solutions. Right here, we take a timeout. On the other side, we'll preview the one game involving a Cobb team, that is Walton at Carrollton, as John and I touched on at the outset. We'll also take a look at the new regions. Of course, one of those realignment years, and it's going to be intriguing to see how these teams are aligned, John, and I'll look at that coming up in the next section. Right here, we take a timeout. Back with more after this. You're listening to Cobb Football Friday from the MDJ. When it comes to solving complex foundation repair challenges, there's only one name you need to know. Engineered Solutions of Georgia, Atlanta's only foundation repair company with licensed engineers on staff. From foundation repair to waterproofing and drainage solutions, we've got you covered. We work with both residential and commercial clients, and we're committed to providing exceptional customer service every step of the way. And with our state-of-the-art equipment and top-quality materials, you can be confident that your project will be completed to the highest standards. So why settle 
for less when you can have the best. Call Engineered Solutions of Georgia today to schedule your free consultation and see how we can help you tackle any foundation repair or waterproofing challenges. Engineered Solutions of Georgia. We guarantee a staple dry foundation. Residential and commercial. Hey, we do it all. Dial 678 I love technology as much as anybody, but when banks replace people with machines, I had to draw a line. I've been with the same bank for 20 plus years, and as cool as technology is, I believe the relationship you have with your bank is an important one. My wife used to bake cookies for the people who worked at our bank, and they were our friends. But in the last couple of years, they were all replaced by video tellers. Recently, I sold a vehicle and was paid in cash. I went to deposit it and was told my now former bank no longer accepts cash. Okay. That was it for me. I joined Credit Union of Georgia, a homegrown, not-for-profit cooperative that still offers personalized customer service, a network of more than 30,000 ATMs, and convenient locations. Innovation is great, but trust and relationships still matter, particularly where it comes to your finances. Make the switch today. Get more info at cuofga.org. Credit Union of Georgia, the better way to bank. And we're back on Cobb Football Friday. Brian Giffen with John Bednarowski, the sports editor of the Marietta Daily Journal, as we talked about at the beginning of this show. And then there was one, and that one is Walton, the last Cobb team standing. And they traveled to Carrollton. It's the third straight year, as John pointed out, that Walton is the last team standing in Cobb County. 12-0 record, John, and they go out to the site of where their season ended last year, a state quarterfinal matchup against Juju Lewis and Carrollton. Yeah, but this one, I, I I feel like this is a completely different circumstance. You know, last year when Walton had to go out there, they were coming off of this enormous emotional high of going to Buford and pulling the upset. And, you know, that game, they were okay for a half, and then it just seemed like they ran out of gas and Carrollton ran away from them. You know, I watched the Carrollton game against Valdosta this last week. It was 10-7 at the half. About five minutes into the third quarter, it was 31-7. to Carrollton can score points in bunches. However, the one thing I did notice, Valdosta was able to run the ball against the Trojans. Young man, a freshman running back by the name of Deron Foster, he broke off an 80-yard touchdown run. I think he had another 75-yard touchdown run somewhere in the game. I know they had more than 200 yards uh, rushing as a team. This could provide an opening for the uh, Walton running game because as great as Jeremy Hiklinski has played, I think he's got like 35 touchdowns to one interception on the uh, over the course of the year. The one thing, you know, the best defense for Walton against Juju Lewis, the five-star quarterback who's already, as a sophomore, already committed to USC, is to keep him on the sideline. And if Botterford and Williams can run the ball like they did against North Gwinnett last week, you get that balance, go on a couple of 10, 12-play drives, you drain the clock, you get the touchdown, next thing you know, Maybe you can force Carrollton into being a little bit more one-dimensional. Walton's defense has played very well all year. 
maybe this will be uh, maybe be a different result this time. The one thing that I am curious about is how they will play out there. I, I think having the experience last year of having to go out there, because Carrollton is one of these places where it's just a different kind of atmosphere. When you go out and you play Carrollton, you know, the streets roll up at night. There's nothing else going on in town. Everybody is at that ball game. You know, the winner of this game will ho- uh, will host the winner of Mill Creek and um, I believe it's Camden County that's uh, heading back yeah. up. You win, you get the semifinals at home. I think uh, that's enough of a carrot for Walton to uh, really make some noise this week. Well, certainly going to be interesting to see how it turns out. And, you know, obviously the one thing is that on the line, aside from the things team-wise, which is really the primary thing, legacies and all that kind of stuff. For a Jeremy Hiklinski who has put up the kind of numbers at the high school level that he has, the last thing you want to be remembered for is continuing to not get over the hump in the playoffs. Whatever level of motivation it takes, you know, you use it to your advantage. But there's no question that Coach Brunner has done a really good job over there, and he's had some pretty darn talented players, too, between the ones they've developed and the ones that they brought in. That here's your opportunity, so we'll certainly see how it turns out. And I'll tell you what, if they would happen to go on and win this state championship, if you think about it, their uh, last four games, they would play North Gwinnett, then beat Carrollton, they would likely beat Mill Creek, and then, oh, to win the state championship, you're probably going to play either Buford or Colquitt County. You run the table through that, you are the state champions. Yeah, no question. That is uh, the quintessential having to go out there and earn it. Uh, No question. It's going to be interesting, certainly, to see, John, how all that turns out. But uh, let's talk now about these regions. Of course, now this plays a little bit more into beyond this year. It's an interesting dynamic to look at some of these. Geography is not necessarily a factor in some of them. And I'm always a little perplexed at how the way these are put there. Obviously, these people that do this know more than I do. But looking at these, let's talk about them a region at a time. The new Region 3 in Class 6A, of course, the 7A level is going to be gone for the next couple of years. But Campbell, Harrison, Hillgrove, McEachern, Osborne, Paulding County, Pebblebrook, and South Cobb. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I like this region a lot. You know, these, uh, these regions have gone through all of the appeal processes. So these are the final regions that will take effect starting next fall. I really like the combination. We've got the Cobb teams from this year's Region 27A, 37A. They've kind of come together, you know, with a couple of exceptions. The team I'm happiest the most for, though, is South Cobb in this region because they were in 6A last year, or this year, I mean, and they were in Region 4, 6A. And that was with all Atlanta Metro schools on the other side of the city. Dunwoody, St. Pius, you know, North Atlanta. It was a tough region for them because there were no other Cobb County teams. The gates that they had at home weren't necessarily all that great because they're teams that, let's face it, their fan base knows nothing about because this was the first time they were seeing most of them. 
So I really like this region. The one interesting thing is heading into the final appeals process, this was an all-cob region. And Paulding County appealed to the GHSA. They got out of the region with, uh, it had um, Carrollton, had Westlake, East Coweta, Douglas County. They said, please get us out of that one and put us in with some uh, nicer Cobb County schools so we don't have to drive all over God's green earth. And uh, (laughs) they were successful with that. It's the first time that they've been in a Cobb County heavy region since like 2009. Welcome to the, I believe they're the Patriots, if I recall correctly. Haven't had a whole lot to do with them over my soon to be 17 years here at the MDJ. You know, that's going to be fun to uh, see how they adapt. I like Osborne in this region. Uh, Obviously, if you're talking strictly from a football perspective, I think McEachern's got a little bit of a uh, leg up in this one going into next year. Well, certainly we will keep an eye on it as we get closer to it. Now, the next one, Region 5 and 6A, Cherokee, Etowah, Marietta, North Cobb, North Paulding, Walton, and Wheeler. So I would always look at things, of course, having worked with North Cobb for a number of years. You are back in a region with Marietta and Walton, for one, and Wheeler, for that matter. And, of course, North Paulding, who you previously were in a region with. That one shapes up to be pretty compelling also. Yeah, it's the first time Marietta's been in a region with Cherokee schools in in, in like a decade It's going to be a good region, solid region. North Paulding comes over from Region 3. Marietta was in Region 3. Wheeler, North Cobb, and Cherokee were in Region 5 last year. Etowah moves had dropped to 6A the last two years. Obviously, it's remaining in 6A, but now it's back up in the highest classification. You know, football-wise, right now, I think North Cobb, North Paulding, Walton, obviously, they're going to be the ones, and Marietta could be the ones that everybody looks at. Uh, I'm looking at uh, basketball. Cherokee and uh, Wheeler played for the state title last year. That's going to be uh, keeping that region rivalry going right now. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, another competitive uh, region that I like a lot. All right, moving to the next one, the new Region 5-5A. East Paulding, Kennesaw Mountain, Lithia Springs, New Manchester, Rome, South Paulding, and Villarica. Kennesaw Mountain's kind of a, a neighborhood rival, if you will, for North Cobb, Harrison, some of those. But I'll be darned, geographically, they're going to go take on a whole bunch of different ones region-wise. You know, I hate to say this, but I think Kennesaw Mountain did it to themselves. Look, they didn't feel like they belonged in Class 6A. They appealed to move back down to Class 5A. They won that appeal. Unfortunately, in doing so, they end up in a region where they don't have any neighbors. East Paul looks like it's going to be the closest team to them. This is the first time since 2002 that Kennesaw Mountain has not been in a region that had at least five county teams in it. So, you know, they're going to be going on the road quite a bit. New rivals, you know, 
Hopefully, maybe in two years, they get back amongst their brethren. I don't think it's quite as bad as what South Cobb had to deal with this year because almost every trip goes west, so they don't have to deal with rush hour traffic or anything like that. But you just hate to think that, you know, you don't have traditional rivals with you uh, for the next couple of years. Yeah, no question. Well, let's move to the next one. This is Region 6 of 5A. Creekview, Lassiter, Pope, River Ridge, Riverwood, Sequoia, which had a very good year, Sprayberry, and Woodstock. What are your thoughts on that collection? Like this one, very short road trips. Riverwood is the only one of any distance, and that's really not that far. It's just, I believe it's in Fulton County. You know, this is a region that I want to say about four, six years ago looked very similar because Creekview, Laster, Pope, Sequoia, Sprayberry, River Ridge, you know, they've all been in regions together before. You know, Woodstock staying down in Class 5A. So, Congratulations to these teams uh, because they're saving on gas and it's not a whole lot of uh, long road trips. Getting back home and getting to bed in a hurry. All right, let's move to the 4A levels now. Region 6 and 4A sees Blessed Trinity, Cambridge, Centennial, Holy Innocence, Hell, which had a disappointing end to their season this year, and Westminster. What are your thoughts on that group? This region was originally much, uh, much bigger. North Springs, Northview were in this region. They appealed to move to another region. Holy Innocence appealed to move out of there, too. They were denied. You can only have so many teams move out. So, And Pace Academy also appealed and, and moved out of there. So what was a nine-team region is down to six. For Kel, considering they wanted to stay in the lower classification, this is actually a good thing for them. Because, you know, if you look at it football-wise for Gates, they'll be able to have Pope, Lassiter, and maybe Sprayberry or another Cobb County team where they're able to maintain some of those close rivalries within the county. They'll get those Gates, but then also be in a completely different region by size uh, with like, uh, like opponents. All right, so we move to the next one now. And this is Region 7 of 4A, and Alatoona, Cartersville, two very good traditional programs there. Cass, who also has got a good history, Cedartown, Dalton, Hiram, which had a very good year, Southeast Whitfield, and Woodland of Cartersville. What's your thoughts on this group? You know, I go back to when Alatoona first became, you know, first opened in, in 2008. This looks similar to the kind of region that they were in the first handful of years, Cartersville, Cedartown, Woodland, Dalton, they were all in that region with them. This is going to be very competitive when it comes to football. I mean, you look at Cartersville, you know, they've won a number of state titles recently. They're another solid year this year. Pass upended Kel this year. Then they go and they win their second round game. All of a sudden, they're in the state quarterfinals. Uh, you mentioned Hiram having a good year. This is if you are going to be in a region by yourself, like Alatuna is, at least there's some history with some of these programs. Now, the, the kids there today may not be overly familiar with them, but 
it's not like you have to start completely over. There are some roots with some of these teams. It'll, it'll be fun to rekindle a few of these rivalries. I'll tell you a funny story real quick here, you know, because I see Dalton on here. I've had a, a whirlwind of travel the last couple of weeks. And one of the things I love to do, John, when I'm not broadcasting high school football and I'm on the road for a college football game, I'm on my way to Johnson City uh, on Friday for a game Saturday, the Citadel against East Tennessee State. <laughs> I find a station carrying the Dalton game. And I found stations all over carrying games. I heard the greatest commercial ever. <laughs> the greatest commercial ever. There's a guy that comes on on this radio spot going, we have tires. We have tires. We have tires. Did I mention we have tires? That's all he said. And then at the end, so-and-so tire gives the address. <laughs> That's the coolest commercial. But you never, when you listen to these high school games, and I love doing this, you know, it just speaks to the culture in these communities and all this stuff. And of course, I laughed at the commercial, but what a great way if you're traveling on a Friday night to consume the hours digesting high school football. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about, I had to go soapbox for a minute there. Let's talk about Region 7 now of 2A, Coahoma Creek, Lakeview, Fort Oglethorpe, Murray County. That, this is where North Cobb Christian is slotted. North Murray, Ringgold, Rockmart, which is a team that's had a pretty good couple of years, Sonoraville, and Union County. What are your thoughts on this one, especially as it pertains to the North Cobb Christian Eagles? Well, North Cobb Christian appealed their uh, region placing and asked to be put into this region. They were going to be in with some of the teams that they're in with right now, Farrell, Washington, and a few others like that. And it was very heavy within the Atlanta metro area. It makes travel very difficult with rush hours and things like that. It's interesting. The majority of the trips they would have taken in the other region were like 35, maybe 40 miles. But it would have probably taken them twice as long to get there as it right. is all of these teams who are going to be, on average, I want to say that it's like a 60-something mile drive. Their closest opponent is going to be Rock Mart. That's 30 miles away. Union County is kind of up by the North Carolina line. That's like 99 miles. But again, it's one of those trips where you avoid most of the traffic they can probably make that in two hours where it would take them two hours to uh, get to Hapeville. So it's a wash for North Cobb Christian. I think this is a very competitive region for them, both football and basketball. Baseball, you know, they're the defending state champions uh, coming up into uh, this season. So it'll be interesting to get familiar with the other teams uh, in some of the other sports. You mentioned basketball, and, you know, that's that really is a lot of, where I am, I sit here in Raleigh doing this with you because we're participating in an early season tournament here. In fact, stole the game, John. Down eight with a minute nine to go and stole the game at the end last night. So everybody around here has got a little added spring in their step. Let's move now to Region 5A, Division 1. And I'll let you break some of this down because of the way these teams align and the way your notes read out. Let's talk a little, and this is Whitfield primarily, but there are some other Cobb teams in here. What are your thoughts on this group? Yeah, this is one of those unique division or uh, regions where it's 15 or 16 teams, but there are only a handful, I want to say it's six or seven football playing schools within the region. The football playing schools are Best Academy, Fellowship, Kings Ridge, Mount Vernon, Mount Perrin, 
Mount Pisgah, St. Francis, Walker, assuming that they're coming back into uh, region play this year, and Whitfield Academy. So what that is, is that's a very good region for Cobb County. You've got a lot of your county rivals, Mount Pisgah, Fellowship Christian, Kings Ridge. Those are traditional opponents for them. Of the non-football playing schools, the one that really sticks out for us is uh, Mount Bethel. You know, that's a local Cobb County school, and they play an excellent brand of basketball. That's going to bring new rivalry with Mount Perrin, Walker, and Whitfield because Mount Bethel previously has been in a separate region from uh, the other Cobb County teams. You know, a lot to learn in this one, but uh, when it comes right down to it, it's great for the uh, private schools in Cobb County because other than North Cobb Christian, who is in, you know, class 2A, everybody is together. All right. Well, that'll wrap what those new regions look like. And John and I will come back. We'll have some quick thoughts on Walton's upcoming game against Carrollton and see if I can wiggle a pick out of John for this one also. We will come back, do that, and have some final thoughts after this timeout. You're listening to Cobb Football Friday from the MVJ. It pays to know your doctor. It pays to know your lawyer. And now more than ever, it pays to know your local real estate professional. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Drake with Drake Realty, and we have seven offices in the metro Atlanta area, including two right here in Cobb County and one at Lake Oconee. I'm the proud leader of over 700 agents here in Georgia, and we pride ourselves in professional service, whether you are the buyer or the seller. Drake Realty makes the home buying process seamless from contract to close. Our agents are a little different. They're not pushing for the quick sale and close. They are pushing for the best price and terms for their client. In other words, Drake Realty fights for you. Now's the time to buy that dream home, vacation home, or new home your family deserves. A lot of real estate agents talk big. Let my team at Drake Realty prove they will fight for you. I'm Jeffrey Drake, and I'd be honored to have my team serve you. Visit us online at drakerealty.com. And remember, it's not how quick you sell or buy, it's what the deal provides for your future. Hey, remember the Cash for Clunkers program? Well, through November, as furnace season kicks into overdrive, Daco Systems is bringing it back. If your furnace or AC is well seasoned, this is the deal for you. If your old unit is 10 to 15 years old, get up to $250 cash. 16 to 20 years old, get up to $500 cash. 21 to 25 years old, get up to $750 cash. And if your old unit is 26 plus years old, you'll get up to $1,000 cash when you purchase a new furnace or AC unit. Call 770-209-2261 for more info or visit dacosystems.com. It's cash for clunkers, and Daco Systems is bringing it back. Get peace of mind and save big throughout November. Daco Systems, your premier train comfort specialist. And we're back on Cobb Football Friday with this final segment. And, John, we don't know. This may be the final segment of the season. We'll certainly see. We've had so much fun doing this. We obviously hope not collectively between the two of us. But Walton at Carrollton, is this the year they can get over the hump? I like the way Walton's playing. They're playing much better. The one big, and when I say big thing that Walton's got going for them that they didn't have in the last couple of years is that big offensive lineman, Daniel Calhoun, the Georgia commitment, four-star. He's been pancaking everybody. If Walton can control the ball and Botterford and Williams can run behind him, I give the Raiders better than a puncher's chance in this one. I think they can go out there and do it. Hey, the one thing about a game like this, you know, you've got such explosive teams on both sides. I would submit 
it's big name, offensive big names or whoever brings their best defense that day certainly probably emerges in this one. John, we're running low on time here, but thanks a ton as it, you know, as every year, look this year, the geographical and some of the logistical challenges have popped up with me now being the moving to Charleston in the next week or so and being immersed at the Citadel. But Hey, it's been a blast all year. And look, technology enables us probably to get to do this again. We'll see. Looking forward to that. And hopefully we've got a uh, state semifinal game to talk about next week. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, that'll about do it for us. Cobb Football Friday is a presentation of the Marietta Daily Journal. I'm Brian Giffen. He's John Bednarowski, the sports editor of the MDJ. And this is Cobb Football Friday. I didn't say enjoy the games, but there's one. Enjoy the game. You've been listening to Cobb Football Friday, a presentation of the Marietta Daily Journal and the BG Ad Group.